emotion that, that emotion that was mixed with a clear measure of certainty conviction in something beyond the senses it could have been a moment of intense beauty a moment of intense pain that brought you to that emotion mixed with conviction either recall that emotion purely if you can or recall the circumstances that brought that emotion or something similar to that to that event until that emotion becomes vivid and let it take over your mind so it becomes an aspiration then becomes a determination almost like a shaking quivering sense of determination and let it become so palpable that you feel it in your own body that your whole being takes on this, determin this determination this aspiration like your mind is very ready to be given something to be given some truth your whole body is ready also bring your whole being to a state that is conducive for fully experiencing or fully acquiring the object of this aspiration the object of this determination and holding on to this strong emotion, strong conviction feeling it in your body see the legs feel the legs and hands settling into a posture that is conducive to acquiring that that object of your aspiration and the object of your aspiration is a sense of finally arriving at truth finally arriving, acquiring the remedy for all your pain, the means to fulfill aspiration. Shoulders, your back, head and neck, mouth, teeth, tongue, eyes, still holding on to that emotion, it brings the body into a state that is conducive to the process you will 
directly come into contact with the object of your aspiration. Feel that sense of tranquility descending on the body and let the body sink continuously into that sense of ease. Let it rest in that sense of ease. And just watch the breath, what's happening with the breath. How's, how's the in-breath? Holding on to that determination. Feel the sense of ease also settling in the breath and the breath settling in the sense of tranquility. The sense of determination brings clarity to the mind and alertness to the mind. At the same time, it brings up tranquility in the body and the breath. Breathing out, seeing and knowing you're breathing out. Breathing in, knowing and seeing you're breathing in. Continue to observe the breath. stream of awareness following the breath. And lend a portion of the power of that determination to simply be intent to keep the continuity of your awareness unbroken while you follow 21 cycles of breath.
shift in your awareness, in the breath, in the body. Be aware of the depth of the sense of ease you experienced earlier. determination to the forefront, focusing in the space in front of you at the level of your eyebrows, about an arm's length or prostration distance from you, holding on to that determination, focusing in that space, feeling the sense of tranquility in the body, the breath and the mind. for you infallible and your very determination invokes the presence of your teacher which is the very embodiment of the object of your aspiration appearing in a form made entirely of light a form taken specifically to guide you to inspire you there is some measure of conviction that you are indeed in the very presence of the infallible means through which you will achieve your goal. Whatever that measure of conviction, hold on to it. And to strengthen it and exercise it, show your reverence, prostrate. Trust yourself, take refuge. directed toward removing your obstacles, the obstacles to achieving your goal, 
obstacles arise or arose from your own actions in the past, have a strong sense of intelligent regret, again turn to your infallible for refuge. strength and from the strength of the regret strength of refuge Make a promise to restrain, thinking of a definite period of time. Letting the mind take great joy in all measures of merit, yours and others. Merits that ripen in the world, merits that takes you beyond the world. so far towards achieving your goal and rejoice for those who have made similar efforts and for those who have achieved the goal you are seeking. your heart embrace, look at their suffering conditions, look at the happiness that is eluding them, and let the compassion and love 
swell in your heart. Under the influence of such love and compassion, turn to the teacher again. And by the power of this love, you feel connected to all enlightened beings through the teacher. And ask them whatever beings need to know, through whatever means they can come to know it, that can take them out of this suffering forever, that can bring them true happiness. May the enlightened beings make it happen. this very practice that you're about to do. Recall the preliminary and dedicate their power to help you with this meditation. that the object that you seek in this meditation solution not only for your own personal liberation but also as a solution to the suffering of all the beings that you've sold before further strengthen your determination so that this very meditation is not wasted. Again focus on that bright presence. See it as the very embodiment of your realization. Wishing to be closer, ask the teacher to come to the crown of your head. Feeling that bright presence now above your head. Make strong, determined wishes to be free of your obstacles for this meditation. To be filled with whatever qualities you need to succeed. And beg the teacher for blessings.
focus on the truth, the idea that the very object, the very realization you seek is right above your head, embodied in that form of the teacher. strong aspiration to be inseparable with the teacher swells within you. And by the strength of this aspiration, see and feel the teacher dissolve into a point. See and feel that point of light descend through the crown of your head. See and feel that point of light merging with your mind in your heart center. to the breath again with the intention to follow the breath let the breath bring your awareness of the gross body again
So, believe it or not, we're still with the Heart Sutra, <laughs> and we are, we reached that point of the Heart Sutra where they were talking about now the Bodhisattva uh, uh, has become, a, the Bodhisattva was able to become a Buddha because the Bodhisattva de- depended on, the, on, on profound wisdom. And by depending on profound wisdom, it means that the Bodhisattva it wasn't just uh, a one moment, a one-time experience of directly perceiving the true nature of, of, uh, of the reality or one-time experience of meeting with the profound and then the Bodhisattva was completely transformed and the Bodhisattva became a Buddha. So the Bodhisattva had to keep going back to that experience and going back to that experience is not like you, know, you spend the rest of your life going back to that experience and then at the end of your life you're a Buddha. Uh, it's you keep going back to that experience life after life after life every time you are born wherever you are born the bodhisattva keeps going into that experience that profound experience and uh, it seems like a long time but only because of our uh, because of, of we're looking at the perspective of our existence you know from the moment that we were born in this life and and you know a few years and we think that you know thinking about life after life as you know well, that's a lot of a lot of time if you consider that since beginningless, last beginningless time, we've been uh, yearning for what the Bodhisattva has just experienced and what the Bodhisattva is, uh, is, is about to uh, transform into. And finally, we are, we are now in a, uh, uh, directly perceiving, directly into uh, what will lead, you, lead us directly, definitely into that experience. Then. When you, can, when you look back at, at the time that you spent not, had, not, being in that, not being in that state, no, it's infinite. And now, the moment, the, from, that, from the moment of your initial experience of directly experiencing the profound and become a fully enlightened Buddha, it's completely, it's very, very, very short. And then when you can become a complete Buddha, and then there's an infinite time ahead of you, now where you are, where you're existing as a fully enlightened Buddha. Okay. Now, uh, non-Buddhists, and then some Buddhists, but more like non-Buddhists, try to speculate because of, of uh, I guess, the way we, we look at things. Had, you know, once you stay with something for a very long time, it gets boring. So people try to speculate, okay, now, what's infinite? What is it like infinitely being, uh, you know, spending your inf- the rest of your infinity being like a Buddha? I mean, does it not get boring after a while? Being, you know, you know all, all that bliss, you know, for all those countless eons, knowing everything. Don't you get bored? Don't you get, you know, no more excitement? You know everything already. <laughs> so, thinking when you when you if you actually think that way and you're looking forward towards your Buddhahood, that might give you that might make you hesitate. Do I really want that? <laughs> you know, spend the rest of my eternity knowing everything, the rest of my eternity being in bliss. I mean, what's the excitement? You know, a little suffering here and there, you know, make you aspire to be a Buddha. <laughs> that's gone. <laughs> okay. But that's only because we're looking at it from our own limited, from our own suffering perspective. Okay. So, does the Buddha continue to experience further expansion that we have no idea what that expansion is. We don't know. 
Okay. So the thing is, once you get there, you will know. But first, you know, get yourself there, then you'll know. And since you have, you know, uh, uh, complete mastery of, of your existence, then you can decide, okay, I don't want this Buddha anymore, and I'm sure you have the power to let it go. Okay. So first get there, become a full in a few countless eons, then you can say, this is boring, then you can come back and be a, a suffering human being and aspire to become a Buddha. Okay. <laughs> but for now, st- don't throw your, uh, I guess in psychology, what do they call that, when you, is that project? Projection? Yeah. Like you take your own uh, condition and you throw it onto someone. Projection. That's projection, right? Project <laughs> your condition into what, what the Buddha's, what the Buddha would be, what, what your Buddhahood would be like. <laughs> okay? So, but for now, the condition of, of wanting to get there, uh, the, 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 the realness of that determination, you have to keep going back to it. It, 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 it's dealing with something that is very relevant to you, okay? And that the the condition of that uh, of what is what makes it relevant to you, you don't have to compare it to what is relevant to someone else for you to say, oh, uh, I, I uh, it's, it, but I don't think mine is really relevant because compared to your re- what's relevant to you, mine is not really relevant. Your relevancy for it for it to for for me to really make it relevant. Don't do that, okay? When the, when the Buddha pointed, when the Buddha f- uh, pronounced the first, in, the f- in his first teaching, the truth of suffering, he was pointing to exactly what is relevant to you. Okay? He, wasn't, he wasn't pointing to someone else, or, or, you, or you're having that, and then until you have that, then you can, get, then you can come follow me. No, to your state that you are not a Buddha yet. That very state that you're experiencing, that's what you have to deal with. And the remedy that, that he provided is, the, is relevant to you. Okay, so now after some time of, of uh, trying to figure out, I mean, as far as your own practical purpose is concerned, after listening to people talk about, okay, this is, a, this is what, what the truth is, and this is why you need it, and this is how you get it. So for some time, it becomes, uh, you have to go through the process of making it a very, a very intellectual uh, endeavor. And after some time, you have to drop this. In, you have to drop this intellectual endeavor and go back again to the relevance of it. Why? Were, why did you get into the uh, uh, mess in the first place? You were seeking something very relevant. You weren't just seeking some some abstract so you can entertain your mind, so you can uh, so you can you know, get yourself out of some sort of sense of, of uh, temporary uh, temporary get yourself out of some boredom. Well, I'm bored with uh, with with reading. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now let me, let me think about the true nature of reality, the way the Buddhists keep pre- pre- presenting it. Okay? Uh, don't, then you will find yourself uh, once in a while falling into that. And then you have to uh, pull yourself back from that. It, yes, it, it, has its, it has its purpose, it has its uh, 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 relevance, the goal. Okay? And. Uh, what, m- what may make you become comfortable with that is a sense of, of discouragement. The more, you, the more you acquire about this intellectually, the more of a daunting, daunting task it, be, it seems to become. I can never get, I'll, I'll never get there. But you, sh- you don't want to completely make yourself think that you're completely uh, 
betrayed the, the purpose of why you, you, you studied this. So you, you make it you make it simply you make it uh, remain uh, simply an intellectual thing. You can write uh, books about it. You write dissertations. You have many books written that you, you, you know showing that you understand Nagarjuna. You understand Chandrakirti. You understand uh, how uh, get, uh, uh, Kappa. You can see how he agreed with people who criticize Jason Kappa, how people, and you can make such you know, very beautiful intellectual gymnastics. Okay? So it becomes for you just that. And then you become satisfied with that. That you, you, are, you are placing yourself in a very dangerous place. Okay? You, you are betraying the, the reason why you are able to now make distinction between Jason Kappa and Jason Kappa's uh, uh, rivals. Okay? You're betraying the purpose that brought you there. Okay? Go back again to why did you start this in the first place. Okay? And when you sit down to, to meditate, that emotion that brought you there must always must be present. After some time, and it's, and it's again because of the way we experience things, once we get accustomed to something, it becomes something that, it, it becomes, uh, we get bored with it. You will become bored with that intention, with your determination. It would seem like a, uh, it's like a stale cracker. Okay. It would lose taste, it would lose flavor, because uh, it, it's no longer an emotion. It's just the thought of the emotion that you keep bringing back. You have to bring back that emotion, and you have to make that emotion become clearer, clearer, and clearer, and more and more of a determination. It must accompany your meditation. If, 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 if at some time you lose the, the life of that emotion, you will, you will lose the, the ability to get to, the, to, to where you want to get to. That emotion must accompany you. Okay? So, what is this profound, this, this, this profound thing that, you are, that you're looking for, that you are that a, a, a quest? And you're told it is emptiness, okay? And then the word emptiness you know, p- p- uh, uh, points to what? It points to nothing, okay? I mean, visually speaking or experientially speaking, it points to a, a, a nothing, okay? So, emptiness as a realization is not emptiness. It's not that empty perception, okay? It is the eureka sense of sense of experience that this emptiness makes you makes you experience what you are looking for, okay? So, and it's not that you are, you you are having state of your mind, okay? Practically speaking, you sit down, you're about to meditate, and you have in your mind, I'm looking for a eureka. I'm looking for uh, an, uh, a realization. Okay, that's not how you begin the meditation. The meditation with I have this conviction about what the nature of reality is. I'm look. I'm going to look for the object of that conviction, and you look for it with conviction, and you and then you and you analyze it. You analyze it in all the different ways that it can be analyzed. And finding that 
what, what uh, it might be a nice term is you are confronted with the truth of it. Okay? And that confrontation, that experience, the ah, now I know what it is. That's finding the profound. And what you are, as far as, uh, you, if you, for lack of a, uh, it's not like your, uh, your senses are functioning at that, at that moment, but from a, from a mental, uh, uh, sensual uh, ex- uh, perspective, what the mind is directly perceiving is nothing. Okay? But that nothing that the mind is directly perceiving is, is not itself the emptiness that, that, is, that is supposed to be the profound. That is, that is, uh, uh, it, that emptiness is, is, a, is a pointing. Okay? So in your mind, in the, uh, in, the, in the universe of your mind, you have this conviction about something, existence of something. And you, with, with sincerity, look to prove its existence. And you examine all the modes that it's presenting itself, that it seems to be presenting itself to you, that, I, that it exists. And you look deeply into those, those, those as its mode of existence. That's why in the beginning of the Hatsutra, it says, what, what, what was, what was uh, the Buddha doing? What was uh, the Avalokiteshvara doing? They were looking into, deeply into the profound. So you have to look deeply. And, and then, it's not that there was the profound and they were looking deeply at it. They were looking deeply at what was being, Avalokiteshvara was looking deeply at the nature of the five heaps. He was looking deeply at the five heaps. So what is presented to you about you, about, about what is real, you look what is, being, uh, what is uh, appearing to you, you're looking deeply at it. Okay? And then with a conviction of finding it. You're already prejudiced with your meditation because you're already told you're not going to find anything. So you prejudice your meditation looking for nothing. And that's very easy to find nothing. And that kind of nothing, when you find it, doesn't do anything for you. Okay? You have to look for something with the conviction that you're... And then, looking in, and thoroughly, deeply, sincerely looking for, for it, then being confronted with the truth about it. And that confrontation of the truth about it, that, will, that is what will transform you. And in that, ex- in that moment of being confronted with the truth, the experience is going on. Those subjective experiences have nothing to do with what you have, with, what, with the truth itself that you have encountered. They're just things that are accompanying that, that, that experience. They w- that is, they are not the object of your, of, of your, of your search. The blissful experience, infinite sense of, of, of mind that you get, the clarity that you have in the, of the mind, the sense of, 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 uh, of yourself being ex, uh, ex, ex, uh, say expended, expanding, mm-hmm. expanded, that is not the object of your search. That is not the object of why you begin the meditation. You're not looking to expand your, you're not looking for an infinite sense of bliss. 
you're not looking for uh, a sense of, of, of clarity of mind, a sharp clarity of mind. That is not what you're looking for. It's just that this happens to be there while you, when you are in direct confrontation with that truth. Okay. And the state of mind that is capable of seeing, of having this confrontation, the state of mind that is capable of making, ma- making that confrontation meaningful, has something about it or, or, uh, uh, that is to that experience, to, to, that, to, that, to, that, to the object of that confrontation. And it's because of the very, of the, of the similarity of the mind and then that confrontation, because of the similarity of those two, that's why, that's why uh, the mind in direct perception of that, of, 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 of uh, what do you call it, non-duality, the sense of non-self, the sense of uh, of uh, having a, 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 a sense of also a sense of oneness. So this sense of oneness, this sense of non-duality, this sense of having uh, 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 all, all that. That itself is not the truth. Okay, that is not the truth that you, which is the object of your search from the very beginning. Okay. It just happens to be there with the, with the experience. Right? And the reason I'm saying this is because you hear a lot happens to the mind and it seems to be the goal. Since, since, you, since, it is to, since it seems to be an experience that you have when you're meeting with the, meeting with the profound. So it seems to be the goal. Or uh, you think that until my mind feels expensive, am I, am I using the right one? The right pronunciation? <laughs> Huh? Okay, no, there's one that means that deal with not the one that deals with money. Okay, <laughs> until you have this expensive experience of the mind, until you feel your mind shining like you know, with like a thousand watts, until you feel, until you have that kind of experience, you don't think that you have found emptiness. Actually, you can have these experiences without even wanting to 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 get to 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 see emptiness directly. You can make your mind feel, ex- you can make your mind shine like a, a million watts. Okay, you can have that experience. You can have the experience of your or mind experiencing, uh, you know, a, 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 an ex- extreme uh, ecstatic sense of bliss that lasts for years. Okay, that is not finding the truth. Okay, and yet, and yet, you will have the one you have found the truth. Okay, that prof- have when you have confronted the profound. All right, so. When you're sitting down, you have that intention, I'm about to, I'm, I want to come into, to have a confrontation with truth, with, uh, with the profound. Don't make that, don't have a, a prejudice in your mind, beautiful experience of my mind being, you know, filling all space. Don't, 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 go, don't prejudice, don't damage your meditation that way. Okay. Well, I mean, damage your meditation, that is, not damage the goal of the meditation. You're not going to get to the truth. That's, uh, that is, that is, you can get to that, but that is not the truth we're looking for. And, wha- and, and, and what's, what's the... What's 
that confrontation with the profound, that confrontation with the truth, that is what will transform you. That is what will transform you from a being that suffers in samsara into a fully enlightened being who can later decide after a, tr- a couple of trillion eons, okay, I don't want this anymore, I, I want to suffer. <laughs> then you can make that decision at that time. Okay. To get from the freedom <laughs> to truly make that choice, you have to uh, get to that experience that is capable of tr- transforming you. Okay. Being a, seeing your mind, experiencing your mind as filling all space, wrapping all, all space, you can have that anytime. Okay? And it's not going into that, 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 that being. Okay? Alright, so that's, uh, I guess it's, uh, it's like a, what emptiness is not kind of class. <laughs> okay? Alright, I don't know how long we're going to stay with this topic, getting close to an end. <laughs> because I, uh, perhaps you're already feeling the boredom, or you're like, God, you're still talking about that guy, that, that t- topic. <laughs> okay. Alright, so. So, uh, we're going to make it for maybe five minutes. Should I make that five minutes uh, meaningful? Get into bring your body into a posture and just let it go and I ask you to have to make a snapshot of the tranquil state you uh, you experience so just recall that snapshot the body the breath the mind until you actually feel yourself in that state again or in a state very close to it and stabilize that sense of tranquility five cycles of breath thinking that your thoughts are happening inside your heart center as possible, that determination, that very relevant sense, needing to find the truth, to encounter the profound. And with that very vivid emotion, first 
as clear as possible the self feel that vivid sense that it exists and that that sense that it exists seems to be inseparable with the way it appears to exist it ex and also it seems to appear to exist exactly the way it appears to exist That is the equivalent for you of Avalokiteshvara seeing the five heaps. Now look deeply into what you are perceiving. What is appearing to exist, that sense that it exists, and uh, how that sense seems to be inseparable with the very way that it appear that is appearing. Then examine that truth. Is that true? So you may spend some time that to appear. So don't rush relevant to your very life.
snapshot, especially of your state of mind. of great merit, dedicate the power of this merit to the achievement of your ultimate goal. And again, embrace all being. strong wishes that this very state can bring them the pain and to bring them true happiness. starting with the top of the head and include more and more of your body until you reach your toes 